Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. This podcast is brought to you by Styrian Products, designers of some of the top-selling Amazon VR and AR accessories like the Styrian Aura VR headstand. I'm Rick McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Destiny, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. Now, our podcast, it's here to keep you up to date. We answer questions from our Discord and our Patreon communities, follow us some of the latest and greatest VR news, and then we discuss the games we played together last week. If you miss them, that live stream is on our YouTube channel. We literally play that. that this this <laughs> Usually, it's last week. We couldn't we couldn't play last weekend, and we couldn't play this upcoming week, and we couldn't record this upcoming weekend with what well, with Easter and I'm out of town, so today being Thursday when we're doing the recording, we we both did the live stream for the gaming session, like not even like twenty minutes ago, and now we're recording. It's a little unusual. I apologize for those in chat, but for those just tuning in, for those discovering us, usually what happens is uh we every every week or at every weekend we swap off one the the one weekend is we we play together uh gaming and then we the next weekend we uh we live stream the podcast truth <laughs> i love core dogs i played some population one and it is definitely not a pavlov killer we we will talk all about that later in the podcast um now, for those wondering who I just talked to, we are actually streaming right now. We are on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Um, for those listening in, consider checking out that um, and join our live streams every weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, depending on our schedules. But we will let you know on our Discord when we are planning to stream. With that out of the way, we have some uh, questions, again, from our Discord and Patreon communities. First one's from Starsight. Yes. So Starsight asks, who plays the most VR of you guys? And I would have to say 100%, without a doubt, it would be Destiny. Rip. I'm just playing. No, I'm just, just, just kidding. No, it's, it's definitely Jay. And I think we would both agree on that. Like, Jay is our VR, yeah. like, heavy uh, player. Jay's, Jay's an actual VR YouTuber. It's his job to yeah. play VR. I'm not played to be... To, uh, excuse me i'm not paid to play vr destiny's not paid to play vr we just do it for the podcast i, I mean we play for our own like entertainment yeah, as well but fun. yeah jay, jay here is uh you know uh, he he has a permanent impression on his head from where the headset <laughs> from where the headset <laughs> that's why i wear halo headsets whenever uh-huh. i can to, to keep the impression <laughs> at bay you know you know how you get like the red thing at this point it's just like a deep dark like purple like a permanent bruise <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be that would be the that would be so terrible yeah i i play i mean it, it's still not every single day with youtube but it's it's usually at least every other day or several times a week but like i will say like when i had a full-time job even though i was just as in love with vr i maybe played once a week like it is so hard when you're like super busy to like take that extra time and get your headset on and get in the game. Like there's still enough barriers that it's not, you know, we were just talking about this earlier. It's just, it's just yeah. not as easy as we'd like it to be still, but I still mm-hmm. loved it back then. I tried to play, but like I, I was doing it maybe once a week when I was working full time, maybe. And I, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you want to lay down too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a lot of games limited. can accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of games can accommodate <laughs> laying down pretty much the only game 
I, I I still play Onward occasionally if there's like a new VR game. I mean, I play I play games for the podcast, so I, I'm talking about like when I'm purely playing it because I want to play. It, it's usually like I want to exercise, and I decide to do it in VR with either like Ragnarok or Beat Saber. Um, guests are over, I play it then, um, and then uh, probably the, the most hours logged though for like personal enjoyment is Elite Dangerous because it it soaks a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah, you sit down and eight hours have passed before you know it. <laughs> right. Uh, we have another question, kind of for all of us, uh, from Brand Mellon, but I'll read it off. He said, y'all have mentioned one or two VR games that use microphones in unique ways, but do you know of any games that actually attempt to use computer speech recognition? I could envision, for example, an RPG that let you actually talk to the non-player characters. Probably still need dialogue tree limitations and such, but it would still be cool. That's a really cool idea. I think the only thing I can think of that does anything like that is, well, the same game we already mentioned, usually. Uh, yeah, yeah, Phasmophobia. <laughs> it, it not only does it hear when you're talking, um, but it actually, it, it you, you can, like, talk to the ghost. You can, like, say its name and, like, curse at it and try and aggravate the ghost through what you're actually saying. So I'm, I'm guessing there's some speech recognition going on there. Yes. There is full speech recognition. And then uh, Saints and Sinners, if you turn it on, has an immersive mode where you actually speak the dialogue choice you want to make with the non-player characters. So that's kind of exactly oh. what we're talking about. It is dialogue tree, but it is it is exactly that. And it also uh, listens for when you're like sneaking around zombies through your microphone if you make noise. And then it'll catch the zombie's attention too. So that's a, that's a unique and really cool way it's used. And then... I can think of a couple PSVR games that did the same thing, like uh, the inpatient. You could speak your reply. Yeah, actually, you had to speak your reply in that game to choose your response to what people were saying oh. to you. So there's there's definitely some touching on it, but there should be more. Yeah, uh, I wonder if Zenith MMO will have anything like that with its like NPCs. Oh, I hope so. More, the more I immersive, so. that'd be cool. Yeah, the more immersive, yeah. the more that we can get. Uh, a really weird one use I should mention too: Astrobot had you hold up a, a dandelion and blow the petals off of it. And I'm sure it was just using your mic to do that. Uh, but that's another time PSVR did something. And then uh, London Heist, it would if you smoked a cigar, it would listen for when you were sucking in and it would oh, like, really? flare up the ember. <laughs> oh, and then cool. when you breathed out, you would see the smoke blow out of your mouth. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, I feel like PSVR did a little better with using the mic. Probably just because the mic was built so. on there. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, we yeah, see they more, can more reliably know that someone's going to have a microphone. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I read that, like, like as soon as I read Phasmophobia, definitely was the first one that came to my mind. And so, yeah, that I think that's the only game that I've played that had anything like that. So I thought that was pretty, you know, pretty legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I can't think of any others myself besides Saints and Sinner. Um. Oh, oh, oh I, actually, I can't think of one. Elite Dangerous. Uh, it, this isn't like B VR specific per se, but um, a lot of people get uh, um, voice attack for Elite Dangerous, where you can issue commands to your ship basically via voice. Because you know you're you're like busy flying around, you're in a dogfight, and something's like you want to target your uh, enemy's power plant, for example. Well, to do that, you have to like go off to your side menu and like go through a whole bunch of things, and it's a little complicated. Um, unless you like get, do some specific mapping for it, but or you can just like have a bunch of those sort of specific tools be voice activated, um, and I know a lot of people actually get some enjoyment out of that. Yes, that's that's about it though. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jay's like, yeah, sure. I, I, <laughs> I actually, so I see, I see the appeal of that though, because I remember there was so many menus. Like that makes sense. I'm just like, man, when it's that advanced that you're targeting a specific part of their ship you're shooting at, that's just, that's just a crazy game. That's so intense. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that makes me want to play it alright moving on <laughs> um, Destiny you have the next one yeah so um, another one from Starsight what are your gaming setups like keyboard mouse headphones etc um, so I think we kind of touched on headphones last week but my main gaming headphones are my um, Astro A40s then as far as my setup I have like a AOC monitor um, I'm probably going to butcher some of these names because I actually haven't heard them like said out loud. But anyways, um, I have a Soul Series keyboard. And then I have um, let's see what else do I have. Zoe or Zowie gaming mouse with a Corsair mouse pad. Um, what else am I missing? Hmm. If you guys want to see our setups, uh, this question was asked in the Discord, and we uh, or they very promptly put their setups uh, very excellent pictures of their setups clearly they were prepared for this question um <laughs> instagram <laughs> uh, we've got yes yeah, instagram. Yeah, yeah exactly um we've got um we've got uh those images up in the discord i think it's in the q a section you guys should drop mm-hmm. in like general or something as well um so if you want to see our setups head on over to our discord for those listening um if you if like if us just rattling off these specs and names and numbers doesn't mean anything to you well you can actually see it exactly um, and so yeah i feel like i'm missing a few pieces but anyways that's pretty much the gist of it and uh yeah i would actually be really interested to see anybody else's setup so yeah if anybody is listening share if your i remember photos. correctly the Discord liked yours the most. They were they were head over heels for your setup. Dude, well, they like, she, has, she has a whole she has a whole gaming room, which is yeah. super cool. I hope one day to have that. But like mine is like mostly studio, and then like my little computer desk and stuff. So like she's got like she's got like the dream like your spare room that's got like gaming figurines and LED lights and like everything it's like just a gaming room i hope one day that we have a spare room to do that because i would love to have like a vr space that's not also my studio yeah because when it's also your studio it has to be function too and it's it's not as it's not as fun and see here i am living with my parents (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm I'm doing work at my parents house so i'm living here for the moment um until i move back up to oregon and currently my setup is just like I've I've got an IKEA desk that moves throughout the house as construction is being done. <laughs> it's like it's super like ready to go, and it does not look good. And I'm not posting a picture of it. No, you should like <laughs> take a picture of, of you like on a laptop at like Starbucks I, I, or something. I'll, I'll, <laughs> the setup's always the same. Once I like, I I once I set it up, it's relatively like it always has the same look and feel. So I'll probably post a picture of like what it looked like before i moved or something because because i i like my setup and i'm proud of it but right now it's like i'm missing my speakers and like all my audio equipment and you know right. i i i want to want to show it off with its best foot forward <laughs> it's just not there <laughs> all right jr last question 
Uh, Vitid, who's hopefully still here in the chat because he was in here chatting earlier, asks, with VR really taking off, especially with the Quest 2 success, do you see there being a point where you regret wanting VR to become mainstream? And I, I love this question because I've actually talked about this in streams and stuff before. I I want VR to be mainstream because we're going to get better equipment, cheaper prices, better games, blah, blah, blah. But I am going to truly miss the time when it was like everyone came to our place to do VR. And like we got to show it off to so many people. <laughs> like even already yep. some of my friends, my family, they're buying Quest 2s. And it's like, oh, well, now I go there and I like, talk about what have you been playing, what have you been doing. But it used to be this thing where we'd all get together and all try the things together and get to see people try Richie's plank. I'm definitely going to miss that time. And it's not quite over yet, but it's definitely very quickly changing to where other people actually have VR instead of it being everyone comes and tries it with me. So, right. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll miss that. Yeah. You're not so special anymore, Jay. Exactly. You know, I used to feel so <laughs> special and now I'm becoming less special every well, day. You can, um, there, there's still opportunities to, if you get like, like, like a, like one of those, like, chairs that like moves around like a cockpit style <laughs> exactly you know? yeah you, just you know you, you've, there's still opportunities for you jay to have the sickest setup in uh the city now it's just gonna cost ten thousand dollars instead of like eight thousand dollars <laughs> exactly you're, you're gonna be like okay don't beat that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta one up your one neighbor that's like yeah also got the like garage vr <laughs> the, the amazing setup yeah you know but some people will have like the perfect racing setup some will have the perfect cockpit um i i personally you know i'm a tactical shooter guy so i'm like already building you know i got like some grass set up and some concrete on the other side and like a, a tree and then, like a little co a concrete corner you know i'm really trying to build my immersion <laughs> have a fan blowing at you oh gosh what about you guys? What do you think? Is there any other drawbacks that um, could happen? Well, we've we've seen that in some games, like Onward, for example, had a very tight knit community. I mean, I don't, okay, I don't mind a bigger community per se, but it it had it was all PC players that were in it for the like tactical FPS experience. And you guys might have seen when you played with me. Well, Destiny, you still need to. Jay, you might have seen when you played with me. There's there's some young people playing the game now because yeah. a ton of people are playing on the quest 2 and some of those kids just they're not in it for that like tactical experience they're like there was there was one kid that wanted to sell his wares to the enemy team and like I, I mean i don't mind some fun games like you know that's fun but like also i booted up this game to to have a more competitive experience i didn't boot it up to to go through a role-playing <laughs> thing i'd go play vr chat or something right um and 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 there's i mean that's like that's a and that's a better round you have all these like really young kids that are just like shooting friendlies and it's a horrible experience um and you know that you, you play like popular games on flat screen like call of duty oh man it's community so toxic um, oh yeah uh, that and the the cheapening too like we've seen that with the quest too like they tried so hard to make it cheap yes. to get to the mainstream that it's like on reddit it's like oh this broke oh this broke oh this broke it's like oh yeah. my gosh like i i kind of miss the days when you bought good equipment and yeah it costs a lot but you, there wasn't this constant like fear that everything's gonna break so i think as we see more budget uh friendly things enter the realm of vr we're also gonna see a lot more of that like people constantly having things break and stuff because that mm -hmm. sucks yeah it's a good point. Yeah, uh, I need to um, 
I, I like to kind of drop these questions we make and put them into the live stream chat because sometimes we get some interesting responses. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now. I'm gonna drop that question into the chat for them to answer, and I might uh, bring up some of the responses um, in a little bit. But for now, I'm gonna move us on to the news segment. Now, this segment is brought to you by Asterion. Again, these guys are awesome. We've we've been talking about them for since like episode. When did we bring them on? Really early. Oh, it's, yeah. I think it was like the second or third month, maybe. Yeah. It seems like it was a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These these guys have been here forever. Um, we we love them. We love their products. We all have them. Jay has like 10 of them. Um, <laughs> I actually have a box of 17 arriving. Next <laughs> oh, week. my gosh. <laughs> okay. My numbers are no longer accurate. Um, <laughs> so uh, we actually have an example here in the live stream. It's in VR. It's actually a little oversized, but you get the gist. You get, you get RGB lighting, super sleek, minimalist, modern design. And this thing looks great, guys. It works with any headset, universal. Um, that's what it is. It's a headset stand. I don't know if I said that yet. <laughs> they offer headset stands along with like headphone stands and other mm-hmm. VR, AR accessories. All of their products are great, but personally, my favorite are definitely the headsets and headphone stands. I really want to get my the headphone stand. If you want to get your Asterion or a VR headset, head on over to www.asterionproducts.com, plug in the code FULLDIVE, F-U-L-L-D-I-V-E, and you will get $5 off any order, $19.99 or more. That is just one order of the Asterion uh, headstand, by the way, if, if you are curious if that code would apply. It would. Get it now. Everyone who's gotten one loves it. Truth 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 all right with that um we can hop into the news i have been talking so i haven't been able to post the question to the live stream so i'm gonna do that now while jay's take so jay take it away (laughs) (laughs) so you know the quest 2 you know all about the oculus quest 2 the fully standalone vr headset 300 dollars for a low low end model 400 dollars for the high end well the Bloomberg interviewed Andrew Bosworth, who is the VP of Augmented and Virtual Reality at Facebook, and he said the Oculus Quest 2, in the five months now that it's been out, has outsold not just the Oculus Quest 1, but it's outsold every Oculus headset combined. Now, this is only Oculus headsets. This isn't counting every headset in the world, but this is saying that it's already beat the Rift, the Rift S and the Quest 1 sales all together. So we still this still didn't give us a freaking number, but, <laughs> but all we know, we know that the Quest One sold around a million units. Uh, we know that Steam said they gained around two million users in 2020 with uh, wow. with Quests. So we don't know a number still, but I've got to. If I had to speculate, that means I would guess there's been somewhere in the range of two to three million sold at least. That's uh, um. We we have those numbers from uh, Rec Room. Rec Room said their total. But based off their numbers, they yeah. estimate that, that yeah. the Quest 2 is at or at least like 2.5, probably over 3 million now. Yeah. And that's mm. that's their estimation. So, again, no one's giving us real numbers. And I hate that about Facebook. Like, give us an actual number that we can get excited about. Like, they that's great. Our, they have all of our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Still all our numbers. <laughs> give us a little back. Uh, yeah. Zuckerberg has said before he sees the Quest 2 actually being like a mainstream device this year. 
Uh, it definitely seems like it's, I don't know if it's possible. To me, 10 million is usually when it comes to tech about like when you start to consider something mainstream. I remember when AirPods hit 10 million and it seemed like I was seeing those things all over the freaking place at that point. Uh, yeah. The problem is I don't know if they have 10 million Quest 2s to sell this year because it's been, again, we're getting back to where scalpers are fighting and yeah. we can't always get the right price. Like I actually just got Natalie's, uh, her family, her parents of sort. It's complicated, but I'll just, I'll just call them that to make it easy. They just bought two Oculus Quest 2s and we were like watching and watching to try and actually get them at the right price and not pay a scalper. So it is a little tricky, but this is this is great news that we're it's going this fast. Hopefully Oculus keeps up with the supply and we can actually feel like VR is mainstream by the end of 2021. I think it's possible. I've got uh, two friends that have bought Quest 2s in the past like month which before was a track record of no one buying VR in general. <laughs> um, I, they both bought it without the bat, the, the, like a pro strap or whatever it is. And I was like, I don't know, guys, you might, you might regret that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a blessing and a curse to see um, Facebook's success here. It is. It, I, I agree. I know before before the quests, I, I think I got two people to buy PSVRs. And since the quest, and this is now in lockdown too, so this isn't a very good example, but like five, five people I know have bought them. And that's when I'm not hanging out with anyone or anything too. So that's, it definitely shows that people, once they hear it's wireless and it's standalone, they're way more likely to buy it because everybody hates that wire. That's, that's such a oh, yeah. killing point for people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people you know don't have gaming PCs and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Moving on to our second news piece, Destiny. You get to talk about your favorite game. <laughs> hey, Pavlov. So, Pavlov. um, wanted to touch on a couple of what is the word I'm looking for analytics or whatever with Pavlov and App Labs. So Pavlov has gained 3,000 new players since the launch on App Labs. Pavlov also has an average of 800 to 1,000 players on Steam. Good for Pavlov. <laughs> and on App Lab, uh, we might have to look this up, actually, because I don't know. Is it still Pavlov Shack and it's still free? Or have they actually launched like a sellable? Because some things on App Labs do cost money. So is this a free version or is this a sellable bot version? Mm, uh, that is a good question. Rips, Rips falling out of his chair over there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my puppy has decided to visit me here next yeah. to my chair, and I unfortunately saw his cuteness through the little like gap next to my nose, and I just couldn't help but start petting him. I know, right? I have my cat <laughs> sleeping on my chest. Uh, <laughs> okay, I will done try. That. I will try to find out really <laughs> quick uh, while you guys discuss a little bit. But I'm, I'm gonna try and find out if Pavlov is free or not on App Labs. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I still need to play that World War II update. I've been meaning to do it. I, I missed the I missed the play session you all had um, not that long ago. But <sighs> oh well, we need to um we we need to have an official send off for Adam. We have we have some uh, news regarding our fourth host, Adam. He is no longer with us, but we'll, we'll probably do a more official update on that um, next podcast. Yes. Sad. Sad days. Um, uh, it is Pavlov Shack only. 
and it is free. So, so that actually, mm-hmm. that actually kind of shocks me. Like 3000 is not a bad number, but I would think like every person who wanted to ever play Pavlov would have gotten it. So maybe, yeah. maybe this is news to you. If you have a quest to or a quest and you want to play Pavlov and you didn't know yet, go on app labs and get the shack one for free without having to go side quested or anything. Uh, because I definitely think a lot more people would be on that if it was just more common knowledge. I think that is a lot of um, where that's coming from because um, until I saw this, I didn't realize that. So yeah. it's news to me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's supposed to officially launch on Quest at some point and probably cost money like the normal one, but it's still TBD. To be determined, we don't know when it's coming. And that's so this is been the... a long, long uh-huh. time coming. <laughs> like... can, can, can you grab some of the squeakers that are invading onward? Take them, uh, please. We don't need them. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, there, there is someone. There is someone. The side quest version of Pavlov for oh, sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Um, with that, I'm gonna wrap up our news and hop us into the games section. Our last section for today. So we played. We played two games. Um, well, that's not quite true. We all played one game. Jay also played Doom 3 VR. I'm really excited to hear about that. But first, we're going to talk about Population 1. Uh, we literally played it, like I said earlier in the podcast, like 30 minutes ago. So very, very fresh experience. We played about an hour and a half, two hours of Population 1. So we're going to talk about what, what What do we think of it? Is it a Pavlov killer? Is it the new no. FPS? No. It's <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a different, it's a different. It, it is. So it is. For those of you out there who haven't played it, don't know what it is. Uh, imagine, I mean, I hate to just say it so bluntly, but basically Fortnite in VR. I mean, yeah. it really is extreme close, except much better looking, more realistic looking graphics. But I mean, it's battle Royale. You drop into a zone in your squad. You have to loot the area. There's shield potions, basically. There's uh, health cans. There's weapons and ammo scattered all about. And you guys quickly loot, and then you got to try and kill every other team, be the last man standing. So really, it's pretty much Fortnite. Kind of little, there's, some, there's some PUBG in there, too, but really it's like a pretty more realistic version of like- Fortnite. It even has yeah. like a lot of the same guns, the sniper rifles, yeah. the same. It has like the exact same UI in terms of like shields and hell. It's it's the building it's you could build walls building, in front of you. Yeah, very very heavily inspired <laughs> by by. Uh, would you say would you say you prefer? I mean, I I'm not really a fan of Fortnite in myself, but like of those two, do you think you prefer Fortnite or do you prefer Population One? 100 Fortnite. Fortnite. yeah i yeah, love yeah. Fortnite. i know a lot of people hate it but i can't deny mm-hmm. it i love the crap <laughs> out of Fortnite, and so i do see the similarities but also i think coming from playing Fortnite for years now and then going to play population one it's still so different that i they definitely got their inspiration but i think maybe because the translation from like playing PC to VR is obviously going to be different. There are some major differences as far as like the way you build. So like in Fortnite, you have to break things to get your uh, like your wood and your building materials, right? In this game, it takes you a little bit, or at least with me, it took me a little bit to like kind of understand those differences. Where I'm like, what? Like you can just you can just build, like you just point and like make mm-hmm. a wall, like. Is it endless? You know, there's a lot of questions like that. 
But I think a lot of that's going to come from playing the game more and just learning those. You know what I mean? Just like with any game, just like CSGO right. versus Pavlov. But um, but as far as VR is concerned, it's a very original game, and I do love the overall idea. And so I mean, it is really cool that you know it finally came out. So so on your list, Destiny, of like, if you had to rank all the all the VR shooters, we got like. But let's let's say we, obviously Pavlov's at the top for you, but then mm-hmm. you, we've got we, you've now played War Dust, Contractors, Onward, and now Population One. Where's it? Where's it sit? I would say third. I would do Pavlov's yeah. Contractors, Population One, and then the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Onward is just, we'll just onwards we'll just and this like. <laughs> Throw it out. <laughs> Didn't even make the list along with like a, a lot of It gets blurry after the that. Rest, the rest. <laughs> oh, I love that. Rough. Well, that that hurt my soul. Well, I, I will I will contrast her opinion there, and I will say I highly prefer Population One over Fortnite, but I don't really care about Fortnite, so that's right. that's probably why. And I love VR, so seeing us get something that has that mass appeal is great, but it does cost $30. The population one is not free like Fortnite at all. And some people say, Oh, that's awesome because then it kind of, kind of keeps the top player base less toxic. But then people say, Oh, we'd have such a bigger player base if it didn't cost money. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of a a tough ground to find. I definitely, I get a little frustrated that it costs 30 bucks because like I, I have it on quest but if I want to play it on Steam, then I got to pay for it again. You know, things like that right, can be right. a little frustrating about the cost. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's good that a game like this is has a has a price barrier to, to entry? It sometimes okay. There, there is the fact that sometimes when a game's too cheap, it devalues the game for a lot of people, and they don't see as much inherent value. You know, 20, Beat Saber feels like twenty bucks, right, or whatever it costs. Um, uh, the the when a lot of the oculus games that are like their you know asgard's wrath and robo recall like a lot of their more top tier games are priced a little higher because they're top tier well for vr top tier games um and then i think that's kind of what they're going for here they want to tell people this isn't just some really cheap testing game where we're like experimenting with mechanics no this is like we want this to be a proper vr title and we want it to like mean something and this is it's it's therefore worth more they also have like a battle pass and all this other like they they really they 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 could be making some money from some people Um, I don't know how much. I mean, there was some people just while we were playing, we came across people like in like the pregame lobby, right? There were two, there were two, there were these two guys like admiring each other's weapons. Like, oh damn, that's a cool <laughs> weapon. And the, the other guy was like, yeah, it just uh, it, they have it in the the store. You, you know, it's available for a couple more days. So clearly, he bought that gun. Yeah, people are people are he bought the skin. I guess for bought the, the skin. Gun. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. bought the skin for the yeah. gun. So like, not only is this game. Uh, uh, um, successful, but it's successful enough that like people are playing it regularly and would want to buy skins for the gun. That, that I was actually kind of happy to see that. I'm not a fan of microtransactions, but if it is successful enough to have successful microtransactions, that means something. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. It, it's 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 a mixed bag, but 
I think the, I think the price, while it obviously gatekeeps and it, it's going to keep those numbers low, we were checking Steam charts ahead of time to like see how popular the game is to make sure it was worth our time. And uh, the Steam charts only has it at about um, like a hundred people, roughly, um, on average playing. Maybe a little more than that actually, but like I think it's above contractors actually, but it's uh it's definitely below onward and it's absolutely below Pavlov, which has got thousands of players. But of course, Steam doesn't take into account this. This game was mostly designed around the Oculus Quest. Most right. people who play it are on the Quest. Like absolutely, there's probably three times that at any moment I would guess playing on Quest, and that's not gonna. We can't get those numbers because Facebook doesn't give us any freaking <laughs> numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. yeah, we had no time. We had no trouble finding matches. Yep. It was very, very. I mean, I wouldn't say it was quick to to load. Like, but every time we hopped into a lobby, the pregame lobby already had like at minimum twenty people um, running around. So clearly, the game has an active player base, which is kind of a rare sight in the VR industry, unfortunately. Yeah, right. yeah it really is. Like to see <laughs> to see it like that, and it's it's actual matchmaking. You're not like looking at a lobby and saying, "Oh, they have seven out of ten, so let's join them." Like this is just random matchmaking. The moment you hit start to go play a game, while other people are in the game. So yeah, there's I mean there's streamers. There's one who who was going to be a guest, still might at some point, but she a big part of her following. She plays this, and people watch it, and people love this. Like this game, if it wasn't for that price, this would be the biggest thing in VR right now. That it is that thirty dollars that hold, that's holding it back. I think so. I I fully believe so. And the fact that it's not on PSVR, but like if it wasn't for that, if this was free to play, this would probably even be beating Pavlov at the moment, uh, for a while and maybe continue. And I think one of the biggest differences, um, like or one of the benefits with this game is that it's crossplay versus mm-hmm. majority of the other FPS games, or well, games in general are not. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That yeah. definitely help it. I, I think that that's probably what they should do because to avoid the whole like devaluing their game, it's very typical for battle royale games to be free, right? Yeah. I I think, and if they've got the battle pass system, if that's making them enough money, they probably should go free, and they'll probably end up making more money from the battle pass, my and small microtransaction systems anyway. That's that's where those kinds of games make their money. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally buying skins, cool skins and stuff. Yeah, we have a sucker right here. I, yeah, uh, I, I, I would be that person. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for cute things. <laughs> I I may have bought uh, uh some skins in my my day on uh COD Modern Warfare and Rainbow Six. So <laughs> I will admit, you know, I'm not I'm I'm I, I'm not a saint, but uh, I I don't know if I do it for this game. It's um. What do you what did you guys think of the gameplay? I I I'll, I'll hold my opinions. Destiny, what do you what did you think? It was actually very smooth. I mean, it was pretty yeah. fluent. You know, we've talked about um the way. Sorry, I had to do something so it moved me. How dare you? <laughs> you know the the way that you go from like one game to another and just like the buttons that you're used to. It's pretty ah. similar to the other <laughs> FPS games. I'll say one good thing I did like about it. Is that versus versus the other ones? You know, you're trying to like find your ammo and like search around to find things, and it kind of already has it like basically hanging off the gun, if that makes sense. Yeah, when you need to load a bag, it's just hovering right right below it. Like you just (laughs) the reloading process is just like swipe, swipe, and you're done. Yeah, it's very straightforward because then also a lot of times in FPS games, 
for people who may not know, after you load it, you have to figure out how to like, you know, cock the gun or just do whatever you have to do to it. And you're just trying right. to figure out what to do. But within that one, you know, it's like bright yellow. So not only do you have your mag there, but then it's telling you what to do next. And so, I mean, there there is definitely a lot of good things I liked about the mechanics. Mm -hmm. Did we actually explain what this game's about? Uh, we said it's it's yeah, it, uh, yeah. we, we said it's Fortnite. I mean that's that's pretty massive. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we said it's a battle royale game. Uh, one thing though that we will say real quick, they did recently get a season one update. So for these two, who this was their first time, it didn't used to have the war mode. So we played war mode, which was nine versus nine instead of squads of three. It didn't used to have that. It didn't used to have the katana sword. It didn't used to have a knife as your starting weapon on you. So like some of this stuff was new. Uh, but I, I kind of thought there might be like a new map or something. And it's it seemed like from our playing, there was only still the one map. Uh, so things like that will be huge when they get those as well. But as far as the gameplay that you were asking, I think I was so surprised. This game looks really good. Like yeah. the buildings, the, the draw distance stuff looks good when you play it on quest. Like it's it's shockingly the first time I played it was on a quest one and I could not believe they pulled it off on a quest one when freaking rec room can't have their battle royale on a quest one. <laughs> so it looks really good. It plays really smooth. It actually plays better on my quest than it does on my Oculus version for some reason on my PC. Yeah. I was uh, getting some, some stuff like when, when we were playing the, the war zone, but uh -huh. what was it called? Just war, war, the war mode. But once like a bunch of people got together, suddenly my frames just like took a complete shit. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and mine mine didn't on the quest. Like it's it's seriously you can tell they like optimize this thing for quest before everything else. Yeah. Uh, the game I I think that it, the gameplay works really well. Um, the guns like we've already kind of covered, they're a little arcadey. They're not super realistic in how you use them. They're super arcadey. Uh, they 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 had they actually you have to load the mag and you have to rack it where you should but it's it's very it's very easy they don't there's it no is. realism about that and right. then the way they fire i i wasn't having that much of an issue with recoil even though i did in pavlov but i burst fire pretty much all the guns in this game i never fully hold the trigger and rip was having a lot of issue with how much recoil there was when he was holding the trigger so so that yeah. might be something that i just learned to do that instead to compensate instead of holding it so that could be something that could annoy you if you're if you don't like you know a little bit of arcadeness about it i definitely think i definitely think though i don't think it's as arcadey as pavlov like i think the guns are better than the guns in pavlov I, i'd agree i'd agree yeah so it, everything in it, it does, everything works pretty well, which I will give them that. It seems very polished and like they've done a lot of work on it. So right. the, the, it's really up to the user at that point, whether you like these kind of games or not, whether this game is going to be for you. Because me, someone who doesn't play much Fortnite, I still enjoy this game. And every time I get back into it, I'm like, oh, I should play this more. But it's not something that draws me back in all the time. You know, it's something that I rarely mm -hmm. play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get to me, Destiny, what do you think of the motion sickness, actually? Because I had, like, flying, I had climbing, you know, I had some stuff that definitely can get some people motion sick. Right, what, yeah. How are you feeling? I was worried about that going into it, even, uh, Jay, in the beginning, when I was setting up, there's three levels of comfort, where, you know, it does, like, the, uh, the blacked out kind of, like, circle around you to help with that. And so I did, like, medium comfort. So I didn't go like, you know, all out or whatever, but there was no problems at all. 
And um, mm-hmm. and Jay had even mentioned, you know, he was wondering how I feel with like the flying and stuff. And so, um, like I was like prepared to close my eyes, but it was really fun. And like I said, it literally did not bother me at all. And that was just on the medial mode. So like next time I want to try it on the the highest, where there's like you know almost yeah, like, no yeah. comfort level and see. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like it will be fine even with that. So nice. Surprisingly. Now- you sound really terrible right now. So your voice <laughs> just got super robotic. Would you mind uh, reconnecting to the Discord call real quick? Let's see if it's just Discord. Hopefully it's just Discord. Otherwise, you might need to pursue some more technical difficulties. In the meantime, yeah, I'm going to talk about my experience. I have to keep moving my audio around. I'm having issues with it tonight. <laughs> oof, oof. The, the, the troubles of any podcast. Um, you are. I I think I pretty much agree with you entirely, Jay. Like the, the it wasn't like Pavlov levels of like you're pointing at the ground by the time you're done emptying a mag, um, but it definitely like it it had some elements like first shot for the first three shots had an insane amount of recoil. Um, it um it, it took a while for the gun to return to center as well, which is why I, I kind of gave up on bursting because it it it. It felt a little weird, like I'd burst, but take a little while for the gun to return to center, so I couldn't just keep bursting it, um, like like I couldn't onward for guns that have a heavy recoil. Um, but it wasn't terrible. I was able to like kind of practice. I, if if you play the game a lot, I'm sure you can get used to the recoil. You get used to how quickly you have to bring it down. I I, I saw rather than bad game mechanics, like I can sometimes feel, it it, it felt more like just a different style of game mechanics that i'm not a fan of but i can appreciate because there is skill involved in terms of learning that recoil pattern you know different guns had very different recoil patterns and i i, I could appreciate like okay maybe you get really good at one gun and you know how to you really know how to shoot with that one right the ump or the the i, I don't remember the names of the rest but the mp5 um very very different recoil patterns as, as someone who's who's um really like is it like game gun mechanics are really important to me especially in vr so i was glad to find it at least acceptable the the reloading system was super simple um but i'm okay with it a a lot of games can get kind of like clunky in that regard like when you're um crouching sometimes like getting accessing your inventory if it's below you can be super weird this game just goes away with all of that instead you have like radial you hold a button and you have a wheel of your options and you swipe to choose your option right so very accessible um you can't crouch though the the, the entire game like pretty much just sticks to your head height which was a little i think you, you can only crouch if you're standing in real life so ah. you can you can duck down then it's weird it kind of remembers where your average height was of your head so if you crouch you go down but then when you stand up it's still at the height but if you try to like go up on your tippy toes then the ground like follows you up which feels a little weird i don't know why yeah. they built it that maybe it's something to do with the flying and stuff maybe they there's a reason i don't know what the reason is mm-hmm. but i think you can only crouch by in real life crouching as far as i could see right yeah yeah that's what i was doing i also wasn't a big fan of the sponginess of people's health because man it took a while like i don't I, they, I only started killing people once i found the l96 and was able to like get some headshots in and that would instant instantly draw people um but with the with the submachine guns especially you go through a mag so quickly mm-hmm. but it takes like 
three to kill a guy unless you're like very precise with your aim um and and people are moving around a lot you're you know you got people on like do using their wingsuits or whatever and um it's 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 it was pretty tough to kill people it is um, how much of that is just me being like oh, i'm bad at the game therefore it's <laughs> a bad game i don't know but i definitely was having a real hard time with recoil plus very quick shooting guns that meant you like went through a mag in like two seconds um uh, a lot of people moving around you know the, the movement isn't that slow you can't run but your default movement is pretty quick i'd say um yeah i don't know i i, I think i enjoyed it i think i prefer contractors i think contractors is still my favorite like arcadey game um Obviously, it doesn't have a battle royale though. So if you like battle royales, this is this is your only choice. But um, well, rec room as well. But uh, shooting battle royale, t- very typical battle royale style. This is kind of your your option right now. I kind of wonder if Pavlov and Contractors and Onward all dropped a battle royale mode where you go on a map and you fly in and you parachute down. I kind of wonder if this game would just disappear. Like yeah. I it, it's just it is a novelty in its own right because of that. And I think that mm-hmm. is a big reason. And it's also, you know, it's 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 working off the Fortnite success. That's obviously yeah, it what is. it's doing. Uh, and so as long as those other games don't get into that realm, this game will continue to dominate. But if they did, I don't know if this would stand up to that or not. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. That would be interesting because like CSGO does have a similar Battle Royale style game. And so mm-hmm. I could definitely see Pavlov, you know, bringing something yeah. like that. And I mean, imagine if, say, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, PUBG. Imagine if they had a VR version of their game, right? I would play the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it it's still like a small company tackling a big genre. And it feels like that while you're playing. It's it clearly like they're they're trying to do a lot of stuff that that big game companies do, right? They have the battle pass, they have microtransactions, they have a store, but it it cannot escape that feeling. I think of being an indie game in the sense of like it 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 clearly didn't have a huge budget. You know, it's not that polished. Um, so you know, it's 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 no Pavlov killer, right? Um, it's cool to see though that it's 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 got a it's got a player base that that, that was just super. Ex- I mean, especially when we went to the war mode, and the fact that the alternate game, uh, you know, usually in a in a battle in a um battle royale games the 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 team deathmatch sort of version, well, if a game's dying, uh, especially a battle royale game, those modes will become totally unpopulated, and that way we're yeah. able to find a match in a very reasonable amount of time i was super surprised mm-hmm. by that yeah and and the time that it took to do it might have been because i was on a quest and they were on steam like it it might not have even had anything to do with like it might have just been the load times especially with me being on a quest like it definitely feels like when you are playing this like there is there has got to be i don't know a thousand players at any moment playing this it feels like 
And that's that's hard to know because, again, Oculus won't tell us. But it feels like there's at least that many people playing by the fact that any time you play, you can just get especially because we're playing on a freaking Thursday at like one o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock <laughs> yeah, in the afternoon. That's true. Like, that's this true. Was, this was not a weekend. So it definitely has a huge base. So it's not going to be a Pavlov killer because it doesn't touch the niche that Pavlov did. So I guess the other reverse of the question, if it got all of a sudden all the modes that Pavlov and contractors had, could this game stand up to them? Uh I don't. I don't think it would. I don't think so. I don't think it's polished enough. Like no. I was. I was looking for some options that they were missing. They didn't have HUD options for me. The HUD was too, just due to the way my headset sits on my head. A lot of UI elements in games are often like too far on the peripheral peripheral of my vision to see them. Yeah. Um, this well, that's because you wear glasses too, so you're further away from the lenses. I that's... actually don't even bother wearing my glasses anymore. Oh, really? I'm. I'm like oh, slowly yeah. getting side rant i'm getting like slowly more and more fed up with my general i'm like i think i'm like a step away from just cutting out slots for my glasses in the like corners and <laughs> trying to somehow cut the foam so that it's sitting because for those that don't know i have a huge like uh, people will often say oh i have a very big head no i have the biggest head when the my it's very very large and when this headset sits on my head, the the sides of the head of the headset, if if you can see the live stream where my hands are right now, this is where all the pressure is. There is no pressure, like in the nose area, or even the like. There's some pressure on the cheeks, right? Um, but it's very much on the sides, so it means that the headset's kind of far away from my head. At least the 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 lenses are. So like. My I what my measured IPD I don't even use that because it's just not even accurate. I have to I have an I have an IPD of like sixty nine, but mine's set at or fifty nine. What's the default? Default sixty three. Sixty three. Yeah. So sixty nine is my IPD, but I have it at like sixty one because the lenses are so far away. This is like the closest I can get to make it work. And between that and glasses, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> We're really it's... on a rant here, but I am kind of curious, so I'm going to continue the rant. Have you ever tried taking <laughs> taking the whole like facial interface off and just playing with just the lenses to see what happens? I have. It um, that's given me the best experience focus wise, but it also the 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 Hololens or the 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 Halo that the headset has is just not str- it it doesn't hold the headset in place so well that I can do that. It it, it it slides down in like 10 seconds. Um, so I can't do that. I need to find a solution that still applies some pressure from the direction of the lens. Um, or maybe I need to like add a ton of counterweight in the back. I don't know. Um. <laughs> well, it's, it's also for those of you who don't have a VR headset or haven't experienced this, it's also head shape more too than just head yeah. size so like if you have yeah like if you look from the top of someone's head usually heads kind of are egg shaped from above like if you have like a round from above face or even kind of a flat like you're gonna have a hell of a time because headsets aren't built for every head shape so this is where we need we need mm-hmm. more customization options and that's where getting mainstream will help because we'll get more of that to suit everyone so I, I hear you there because I've tried so many headsets and some of them I'm like, oh, these are really comfortable. And other people are like, this is so uncomfortable or vice versa just because yeah. they're head shaped differently. Yeah. PSVR still the king. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I feel like if there's a headset that works on truly anybody, it's probably the PSVR because yeah. they're the, the pretty much all of the weight is in the halo yeah. and that's where all the pressure is. And it works with, I mean, you know, it's, it's 
wherever the pressure needs to be, it'll be there when it comes because it's all around your head. And then the lens it, itself doesn't actually put pressure on your face. It's and that's the but it has like a rubber thing that's very comfortable and quite cool, and I like that. <laughs> and that that provides like the shade so that you don't see outside of the lens the headset and man i if there's something i'm looking forward to with the psvr2 it's uh, i mean just based off the controllers i'm so psyched about whatever the headset's gonna be and i hope it's as comfortable as the psvr1 yes yes (laughs) that was quite the rant there but it was i apologize (laughs) maybe maybe that's if we haven't lost you already (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's a good segue into what's going on in psvr uh because finally, Doom 3 came out. Mm-hmm. And and I played five hours straight in the first live stream. So jealous. That's, that's how much I was enjoying it. So, wow. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I really need to things. explain. Yeah, I don't know if I need to explain much. Doom is a first-person shooter. It was like the original practically first-person shooter. Doom 3 was a PS3-era game that has now been ported to PSVR, but it's been redesigned all for VR and mostly to be used with the gun-shaped controller, the aim controller. Mm-hmm. And that thing just felt so good with the guns. I Every gun felt right, except for the pistol, because the pistol, you're holding it like a big gun and it's but everything else, the guns felt so good. The aiming was so good. And the graphics, if PlayStation VR would just have taken every PS3 game it could and ported it to VR, (laughs) it would probably be the biggest and most dominant headset of all, because it just looks so good and it's so convincing. Uh, The enemies were were real. The only thing if I had to nitpick something that felt a little weird, the scaling felt a little off. Hallways felt kind of bigger than I thought they should, but then enemies and other NPCs felt a little smaller. And there oh, was a weird mix. There was a height adjustment that you could like mess with to try and like change it. But no matter what height I found, I just never really quite felt like the scaling was exactly right. And that's yeah. probably an issue with porting an old game into now VR. Uh, that is what it is. The game was still absolutely enjoyable. So like, I guess from here, kind of what, what questions do you guys have? What did you want to know about this game? I'll, I'll just spill it all out as you ask. I mean, I know doom, right? So it's like, I, I know what the game is. And so I guess uh, D- destiny, I don't know how much you've played doom or the old dooms. Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you're missing out on a large <laughs> chunk of gaming history here. Destiny. Um, it sounds like I mean, I haven't, like, beat any of them, but, like, I've at least tried them. (laughs) I played the original one on a Sega 32X, like, over and over again. Me and my brother played that one a bunch. Uh, It's, I mean, it's super gory. Uh, There's blood and there's guts and stuff hanging around all over the place. Uh, Doom 3 was known as being a little more of a horror game than just an action game. Yeah. But... It definitely in VR. It doesn't feel like horror. It's still very mm. action based. It's just the, there's light, there's moody lighting and you have a flashlight on your gun. You'll need at times. But it definitely at no point was I like, oh, I'm scared. It was like, OK, this is action. This is fun. And I had a blast. There is a plot line, but I, you're barely following it. There's like there one part of the, the thing is there's a PDA that you have uh, and you find these files and stuff for it. And actually, sometimes you have to search through those emails to, like, find a code to open up an ammo storage locker. So that was kind of a neat mechanic to, like, have to go through and listen to files and stuff. But, like, at the same time, there was so much ammo, I felt like I didn't really need the ammo lockers. I was playing on, like, the normal difficulty. But there's definitely – there's a lot of layers to it. Like, if you wanted to play on hard and really search these emails and, like, find this stuff, you could – 
mm-hmm. I think total it's like 15 hours or something. And so, and it's only $20 for the Not game. Bad. Not bad. And that comes with all the expansion packs and everything. So I was like, what the heck? Like you rarely in VR get a dollar an hour or, or less yeah. than a dollar an hour yeah. for enjoyment. So it's a blast. I definitely, I mean, it's got its flaws and stuff. If I had to rank it, I'd probably give it, I'd probably give it an eight out of 10. If you're playing with the aim controller, I didn't play with the dual shock, but if you were playing with the dual shock, I'm sure that would hurt the experience a lot. But with the aim, it felt like a game. It felt right. Everything in it felt good. It, it was just a blast. I'm, I can't wait to go back and play more. Especially cause the, um, you know, the aim controller, it doesn't have like, you know, it doesn't have parts in, in on PC. We often have like gun stocks, which is pretty much our equivalent. And you, you can like detach the controllers to reload and stuff. But, but doom part of the whole doom shtick is you never have to reload. So I can see how the aim controller could work so well as just like a solid platform to just do the shooting, the fun part, you know, no yeah. reloading, no messing with ammo counters. You just, well, you have an overall ammo, but it, it's Doom, it's Doom just... 3 does have ammo counters. So that was one thing that's a little different than the normal Dooms. So I was having to reload, but you just press a button to do it. Um, but for some reason, whenever I had the shotgun, if I ran it out of ammo, my button wouldn't work right away, which was, I think, at my controllers. I got, I have an old one. I've had the original. So maybe the button's dying, but I would find myself like spamming the reload button with the shotgun <laughs> after I ran out of ammo and yelling, reload, reload, as I was pressing this button because uh-huh. I have all these swarms of enemies around me and I right. need that. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I hope they patch it so that on the PS5 and the PS4 Pro it looks even better because it definitely could look a little better than it does. And and one thing that did bug me now that I think about, uh, there was a button to cycle through your weapons, but like there's an unused D-pad on the front of the aim controller. Like make that Aww. a little, like it, it has either your fists or your pistol, but like make that assignable to your main four guns because I was like having to cycle, 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 cycle to get to the gun I right. wanted. And that was kind of annoying. Cause didn't I didn't mean, have I'll, like a, a, a wheel. No, no, it was like Aww. cycle through each one. I would love to have assign those, and I'd have my shotgun, my rocket launcher, my plasma rifle, <laughs> all quick, quick buttons to get to them instead. So, I would like to see that too. Um, have you played the original Doom Three? I, I forget if you said you had. No, I played original Doom One and some of Doom Two, and then I played Doom VFR. I totally missed Doom Three, but this was a great way to to play it and see it because it's it's really good. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I want um, gosh darn PlayStation with all their exclusives. I can't wait for the PlayStation VR 2 to come out and they better have backwards compatibility on all of the <laughs> VR games because I want to play Hitman. I want to play that game. What 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 else was there? the Iron Man VR? I don't know how excited mm-hmm. I am for that, but I, I'm like medium excited to play Iron Man VR. I mostly just want a better headset. The, the Rift S is showing its age for sure. Yeah, same. <laughs> Um, I, I I think I can't think of anything else to ask you about that game. That kind of like satiates my my curiosity. <laughs> gets I just, just want to play. To wait, yeah, yeah <laughs> excited to wait. That's one way to put it. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, I think I'm gonna wrap things up. Thank you for listening, guys. This 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 means this is the end of the podcast for t- for for this week. We'll be back in uh, two weeks a little over since we're recording a bit early um for the live stream people for those that that just you know listen on spotify well it releases now every one or every other wednesday is our new schedule so that's that's when you'll get it uh, we look forward to hearing what you guys think 
If you guys are not already part of our Discord server, please come on over to our Discord. That's where you find out about our live streams. It's where we ask you guys questions. It's where you guys can ask us questions that we answer on the podcast. That's the whole Q&A section, right? So consider, please, join the Discord. There's some fun stuff. Even if you don't want to, like, interact. If you're, like, scared of people <laughs> and you don't want to talk, that's fine. You know what? Just just come be a lurker on our Discord server, and then maybe like post a question or two on our Q and A. We that would that would make us happy too. But we do we do love talking to you guys, and we're always around. Consider also joining our Patreon. That's five dollars a month for uh, the podcast early if I record it early and stereo versions of the podcast. But most importantly, it supports us here. It keeps the bills going. It keeps the lights on here in VR, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and and we we really appreciate it, and of course we appreciate our current patrons. You guys are awesome. Now, last of all, we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but we are on YouTube, and for those who are watching the live stream, enjoy and saw, uh, saw has came across us on YouTube. We are a podcast. This is on Spotify, or it will be on Spotify in a moment. It's on it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on literally every podcast platform I could find if we are not on your podcast platform. So you stop fighting over there. <laughs> hear the coffee cup sound, then I know something's happening. <laughs> I'm I'm boring my hosts here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that, that's, that's next level. Next Jay level, Jay. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you guys. Goodbye. Jesus. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. No take back. <laughs>